1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, everyone. So it sounds like you've had a busy July. I know we're not quite at the end of it yet, but it's just around the corner. It is, and with a few days left, you know what? It's such an incredibly good feeling to get back into a typical summer. And and by that, over the last two summers, we've had so much interference, government, rate changes, things like that. We haven't had a normal summer for real estate, and now we're we're back on pace with that. And last July was pretty good. Last July, we were selling 37 homes per day in York Region, and we thought, okay, finally, we're getting back into the swing of things. This July, we're averaging 52 homes per day. Uh, wow. And that's crazy. It's, it's great. It's, it's good to see York Region bounce back like that. And so you're saying that this isn't typical. It, you've certainly seen um, some growth and some activity. We've certainly seen some growth over last year. And one of the big changes that happened last week uh, was the, the change in the qualifying ratio or the qualifying rate for the banks and and what that means is the stress test they used to qualify at 5.34 actually you know what i want to bring in asif kasim from the integrity teacher because i i saw him walking around asif come on in hey hey guys how are you good morning good morning so um what happened a week ago is the bank of canada lowered their stress test uh their qualifying rate from 534 to 519 so just stop right there asif tell us and remind our listeners what is the stress test the stress test was brought in to make sure that people qualified for their mortgage and, and, and that they had some room in case the rates went up. So the bank was qualifying you at 2% higher than the posted rates. But what's happened since then is everyone settled into this new normal. And we thought, we've been barking on air for a while now, that the stress test was now overkill because rates have already gone up. They're not you know, going to go up much more. And, you know, it, do we still need to qualify them at such a, a huge gap? And I remember when, you know, you first started talking about the stress test. It was introduced in January of 2018, right? Yeah. And I remember you were really concerned about how the market was going to react. Yeah. And with any change, it's usually a three to six month waiting out period just to see what was going to happen. But this took about 20% of the buying power away from people. So this was not a little change. This was a huge change. And that affected a lot of people. That's why 2018 was such a quiet year. People were still getting into, you know, what can I really afford now? And the banks were really tight on this stress test. But there had to be some give. And, and I said, that, that's great news for consumers now. Because what does that add? That adds about... What eight to ten thousand dollars of buying power, give or take? Yeah, it's about one one point four percent that someone can purchase more than they did before. So, for an example, if you have a scenario where the client has a household income of about a hundred thousand, and they're putting twenty percent down with a twenty-five year amortization, under the old qualifying rate of five three four, you can purchase up to five eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's down. You're, you're getting a little bit more. You're going to go up to five ninety seven. So that's it's it's not a huge jump, but it's something, and and every little bit counts right now. 
So have you heard from clients already who are feeling a bit more encouraged by this? Yes. There, there's there been uh, a few more calls coming through now saying, hey, let's reevaluate where we are now. Can we purchase for more? Or those who might have given up because they're on the border and it was a little bit too tight. It's let's take a look at this again. Let's see what we can do. And it's consumer confidence, though. Every little bit, even though it's a small percentage and it's a small amount, every little bit counts. But if you're in a multiple offer now, you have that room that might win you that offer. So that's got people very excited. It's got them off the fence because they see the light at the end of the tunnel. The the bank didn't go and say, hey, now we're going to you got to qualify for 2.25% more. They actually went back a little bit. And seeing that, it, it brought so much more consumer confidence back into the picture. It's really helping us out. There's so many theories on this. It could be the fact that they're just testing it out to see what happens. I mean, I suspect somewhere along the line, people uh, or the government may not be seeing the incomes and the, the revenues that they would have seen because of the introduction of it back in January 2018. And now they're starting to realize the impact because statistics are always very delayed. So now they're starting to see the impact to say, all right, let's increase this a little bit and see what we can do. And if revenues start going up, this could be the precursor to another drop. Or maybe this is just another way of getting more votes. Who knows? There's so many different theories on this. And, and also, when we're looking at the rates, I mean, we're looking at some of the lowest rates in history right now where there's banks offering 2.69 for a five-year fixed on a 25-year M. That's crazy. I mean, the money is so cheap right now, and, and this, what it's going to do, it's really going to fuel the industry. We already have a bit of an inventory shortage, and this is going to get a lot of people off the fence, buyers that have been sitting around for two years thinking, I'm just going to rent. Now, all of a sudden, they're back in the game, and... If you're a buyer out there, we're stressing, you got to get in now. you got to get those bully offers in. Don't wait because things are going to get really heated over the next couple of months. Okay, playing devil's advocate, though, here. Um, are people going to bite off a little bit more that they can chew and, and take that risk, and maybe that's not a good idea? Well, on one hand, you can look at it from that perspective. I think there's a lot of people who could have afforded it all along, and the, with the new guidelines, they were being handcuffed. So these are just letting these rules are now letting people get back in and play up to their potential. There are still going to be those who bite off more than they can choose. But it regard, regardless of what market we're in and what rules we have, we'll always have that. And you should always prepare and budget. And also, you got to remember, they're still qualifying at 5.19, mm-hmm. yet they're getting a mortgage at 2.69 or 2.79, 2.95. So there's a lot of room there. It, it What this does, it, it helps people like us have said, that sounds so weird to say, like us have said, <laughs> but you know, you're, you're looking at people that were handcuffed. You're looking at people that were frustrated because they had the income to support the payments, but they couldn't qualify because... They're qualifying at 5.34, knowing they're not ever going to hit a mortgage rate of 5.34. And let's put it into perspective. Delinquency in Canada is low, historically low. It always has been low, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So that 2% jump in, in qualifying, is that reasonable? If it were 1%, I can understand that. But do we see things jumping that high anytime soon? The new norm is in the low threes, high twos. That's typically the rates now. I don't see us ever getting back to high fours and fives again. So with delinquency being this low, do we need to have that much padding? 
Exactly. I, I totally agree. And this is what we've been saying on the show for over a year now is how long do we continue to have people qualify at a rate that they're never going to hit? And, and what's the basis behind this? Because all you're doing is you're taking purchasing power away from Canadians and this whole, all the changes that were brought in in 2017 were to allow Canadians to get into the housing market and to make it more affordable for them. And all this did was it, it almost, you know, killed that whole theory in one change. I think what the government was trying to accomplish is lower consumer debt overall. But the focus shouldn't be on the real estate side. It should be on the unsecured debt. Stop letting the lenders give away free twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar credit cards and lines with very little qualification rules at very high interest rates. Putting into perspective, here's a twenty thousand dollar credit card, but the rate's twenty one percent. It doesn't add up. If you're trying to protect a very good point. If you're trying to protect a consumer it's not on the housing side of things. People will never be late on their housing payments. They'll be late on their credit card, though. Mm-hmm. If you're protecting them, eliminate those problems. So has this information, has the news gotten to your clients that they're, they have lowered the bar? Uh, the, within about two or three hours wow. of that coming out, we distributed across the board that everybody would know. We were marketing it and letting everybody know, and the phones start to ring right away. And what are you hearing from them? Basically, it's just, hey, can we reevaluate this? Let's take another look. Let's see, can we get a little bit more? Maybe, maybe that eight grand will make a little bit of a difference. And again, it's from region to region. So that example we gave of 589 to 597 with a joint household income of 100,000. Well, if you have a household uh, income of 150 or more, that's not 8,000 anymore. It could be 10, 12, 13,000 or more. And it really could make the difference in getting or not getting that home. For sure. Or or even the difference between getting a condo and a townhouse. I mean, there's that that line is so fine now because you're either paying $600,000 for a two-bedroom condo or you're paying, you know, a little bit more for a townhouse somewhere. So that could be the differentiating factor from that. I think the biggest thing here, and as as I referred to earlier, is consumer confidence. And with this, it helps build that consumer confidence. And I think the market's going to stay very hot. That's great news for York Region. And Asif, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Thanks again, guys. And if our listeners want more information and to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can go to integritytree.ca. When we come back, tips on buying that cottage on the lake. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is John Dobigan. John is Director of Franchise Growth for REMAX Integra. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. John, there is a report that came out that stated that 56% of millennials are in the market for a recreational property. What do you think of those numbers? I think they're uh, only growing from here. I think uh, they realize that there's no better investment in in real estate than a recreational property. And 
uh, now's the time to get in as, as prices are a little bit uh, softer than they were a few years ago. And naturally, the inventory will always be limited in these markets. And, and there's a lot of opportunity for growth. And at the same time, when you look at prices for homes in the city, I mean, they're they're nearing the unaffordable mark, if you want, for millennials. And, you know, by moving into, say, the Muskokas or, or even in B.C. where they're going out to the Kelowna's, they are able to buy a recreational property, which they can use for, for multiple reasons. They, I mean, this becomes their home away from home as well as their home. And they're, they're doing it in affordable ways. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, uh, they're really being squeezed hard in, in the um, metropolis areas. And you're absolutely right. The dual purpose uh, of the property is a huge benefit to them raising families and uh, uh, in, enjoying a great investment as well. And Christopher Alexander said in the recreational property report from Remax that we're seeing a shift now in the recreational properties where before baby boomers used to dominate the landscape. And now we're starting to see millennials come in and, and in droves, you know, 56% is a huge number. What do you see about that? Where do you see the future going for these recreational properties? Is there going to be a lot of redevelopment? Are people now moving in and, you know, buying older properties, renovating them? Because this is also going to be their home for 12 months. I think the millennials bring something new to this market. Uh, if you look at some of the details in the report, the areas that are growing the fastest and have the biggest price increases are the traditionally outlying areas. Um, for example, the Kawarthas, Halliburton, even Aurelia, um, all seeing double-digit price increases across the board, where compared to the Muskokas, they are next to flat at just a 1% increase. And, and really, that's I think that's an affordability um, thing as well. So I think the millennials are going to bring a lot of inventory back into the market in a, in a better and improved way um, over the next 10 to 20 years. So definitely developing more um, of that traditional recreational asset um, by the millennials coming in. But if they're using these uh, properties as their main home, you know, there's also that issue of connectivity. You know, are they able to access Internet? Are they able to work from home? Do these places and locations have uh, Internet? I don't have the specifics on that, but um, I believe they do. We have Remax has offices in all of these areas, and uh, we're able to conduct business quite uh, remotely throughout the region. So I don't think that's a problem. And if anything, the, the amount of interest in these areas, the influx of uh, buyers and younger buyers will certainly help develop more infrastructure. And what we don't get in the city is you don't get a lot of land with your purchase. So if you're looking to spend six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, you're going to get a very small lot. But for that six, seven or eight hundred thousand dollars, if you go out into cottage country, you're going to get a pretty significant piece of land. And that's what's driving people out there. It's I think it's affordability, but it's also what you're getting, the bang for your buck. Now, this was a national survey. What what was it like for Canadians, perhaps in Atlantic Canada or in Western Canada? What did they think? So Atlantic Canada um, has has actually been increasing year over year. They've, they've started to generate a lot more interest because the affordability is uh, so much better. Um, you can buy a recreational property for about uh, half of what you could in some of these outlying areas. So it's, uh, it's very easy to own uh, a second property in Atlantic Canada. 
albeit the travel to get there is uh, a little bit more, but there's great access through the airports. And uh, I think people are starting to realize that and, and the communities down there are fantastic um, to be a part of. So um, heading west, I think uh, the demand has kind of softened a little bit in the prairies just due to the uh, lower um, economic activity that we've seen in the past 18 to 24 months. And uh, heading even further west into BC, it's it's a similar trend where the price uh, the price in the metropolis area of Vancouver uh, became unaffordable, albeit it's kind of retreated. Uh, you still see a lot of the younger uh, millennials moving into the outlying regions, and, and the same trend where they're using the recreational properties as kind of a dual purpose primary home. So. And also with a lot of companies allowing their employees to work remotely now, it doesn't really matter how close you are to work anymore because you're connected to the office through the internet, through your cell phone. And that's really driving this movement as well because, you know, now you don't have to worry about the commute. Absolutely. And, and also, John, with, uh, in terms of Atlantic Canada, I know that they're saying there's a, a huge increase in, in property values there as well, but there's also, uh, is there an increase of people moving from, say, the Ontario region to Atlantic Canada or vice versa? Uh, I think the trend uh, among millennials certainly is still to to move westward from the Atlantic provinces. Um, I don't think we've seen quite the outflow from Ontario um, towards the Atlantic area yet. I think uh, as more and more of the baby boomers retire, that it's a strong, um, it's a great option for them to be down there. Affordability is, is fantastic. Um, the, the leisurely lifestyle that, uh, you know, recent retirees are looking for is certainly there as well. So I think it'll become more attractive, but we haven't quite seen that outflow yet. That's great information, John. Thank you so much for chatting with us. If our listeners want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? And you can find me on Remax.ca. Remax.ca. Thanks a lot, John, and we look forward to talking to you again. My pleasure. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from someone who does not want to be identified, and that's totally okay. This person writes, I listen to your show every week, and I need some help. My bank representative referred me to a private company last year to consolidate my debts, and they put a second mortgage on my house. Now they want me to give them $4,000 to renew. They said my only option if I don't renew is to sell my home. Can they force me to sell because I have made all my payments and they seem to be strong-arming me? Asif, what do you think? Wow. Um, I need to speak to this bank representative, first of all. Uh, this is the, You're right. They're strong-arming you if you've made all your payments, if you haven't defaulted on anything. 
that's a very tough position to force someone into to sell their home in order to satisfy this debt. Uh, I'm sure you have other options depending on how much equity you have in your home, what your credit looks like. We can refer you to our lenders to be able to make this work because obviously this lender that you chose previously is does not have your best interest in mind. So this actually infuriates me to no end because the person that's looking out for you, not only from a real estate perspective, but a financing perspective, has to have your best interest in mind. So I'd love to have a conversation with you offline. You can reach me at 416-985-5426 because this is something that we want to help you sort out. And this not only infuriates you, I'm sure, but I find it a little bit frightening. It really is because obviously this person was unsuspecting of what was going on at the time. Maybe they needed the money at that time. And someone has, you know, pulled the rug from underneath their feet by having them get into a contract or a lending situation, which was not in their best interest. Our next question comes from Donna in Richmond Hill. They are regular cottagers, but are now at the point when they either decide to continue renting or actually purchase a cottage of their own. Can you help them decide? For sure. And, you know, the with the rental property report, or the, the recreation property report that came out, and you see how many people are choosing that as a lifestyle decision, we can for sure look at, uh, you know, where you want to be and be able to point you in the right direction because I'm sure the rent that you're paying for these cottages is going to be significantly more than a mortgage payment if you were to purchase one of these cottages. So this is about sitting down, looking over the numbers and looking at what you can afford. Exactly. And, and again, it's a lifestyle change, right? So are you ready to make that change from being in the city of Richmond Hill over to uh, the cottage lifestyle. And if you're ready to do that, then this is a great uh, and, and a viable option for you to move to. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing, joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. This week's hot listing is a huge end-unit townhouse with a separate detached coach house. The main house features four bedrooms, four bathrooms, is around 2,500 square feet plus a finished basement. It's also got a legal detached coach house apartment with a full bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, and laundry. It's got everything you need. That sounds amazing. A townhouse and a coach house? How often does that happen, Asif? The, the, the coach house townhomes are very rare to find. And when you do find one, you got to jump on them because this is a huge commodity. I mean, you can rent out that coach house for fourteen to $1,500 a month. And if this is an investment property, you can also rent that house out probably for about $2,500, $2,600 a month. So you're looking at a, a total of $4,000 or $5,000 coming in just from the rental aspect of it alone. But this is a great opportunity for someone that's moving into the Cornell neighborhood that maybe can't afford the entire mortgage payment for a home that's around the million dollar mark, but to rent out the coach house for fourteen or $1,500, that's a huge boost to what you can afford. Sounds like a viable option. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This property is located at 134 Walkerville Road in Cornell. The price on this one is $1,015,000. And for more information, they can contact Susan Taylor at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Tina. Asif, that's our show for this week. 
Great show, Tina. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.